You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. In this week's episode, the Australian podcast ranker brought to you by Listener. Podpoll 2023 results are in. And the Never Miss a Beatles. G'day and welcome back to another week of Behind the Podcast with Stocks and Jules. Stocks is back for a second week in a row. Can't believe it. Look, man, we've got matching shirts. Well, no one can see, but we've got matching shirts. You'll have to take our word for that one. So we've been keeping across the Australian podcast ranker uh, system that's been sort of up and running for a little bit now. It seems to be getting a bit more press as perhaps it's becoming more of a trusted source for all things podcast rankings. Um, But the interesting thing is Listener Podcast Network is still number one across uh, across the podcast ranker with more than 8.1 million monthly listeners, which is pretty huge. And they've got number ones across a few different categories there. Yep, podcast network, podcast, comedy podcast, news podcast. Yeah, so I mean, number one podcast being Hamish and Andy, this is pretty amazing when you think about it. I mean, we've talked about Hamish and Andy before, but the longevity that these two have had from commercial radio to, you know, even before that, I suppose, doing all the the community uh, TV stuff, but... I mean, these guys have had an absolutely stellar run at number one and have just been continuing to be relevant and popular with, you know, listeners across Australia for some time. They certainly have. And look, we're proud to be working with the Listener Podcast Network and we are part of that. And some of those numbers are ours and some of those shows are ours. So, uh, look, we've been working with them since the start of the year. We've loved every second of it. And I don't want to sound like I'm sitting on the pole of (laughs) Mr. Listener or Mrs. Listener. Um, But yeah, we've loved working with them so far. So good. So I'm um, not surprised by this success. Yeah, so a huge variety of stuff that they put out and, and that uh, is under the network. So And everything you see on uh, every DM podcast is on the listener app. So get around that. All righty. We have a new PodPoll survey. This is pretty big in the world of podcasting. Yeah, PodPoll 23. So this is an Australian PodPoll. Um, podcast producers Deadset Studios. I uh, believe that was started by the producer behind the Richard Fire the Conversations podcast, the ABC Juggernaut podcast, and the market research agency Insightfully have just recently shared their findings on the new report. So look, it's uh, it's interesting. It's a uh, insight survey done with Umbrella Three Hundred and Sixty. Yeah, I think one uh, one big bit of information that come out of that's come out of that is that podcasts are bigger in terms of monthly consumption than printed newspapers, magazines, and audiobooks. I mean, look, printed newspapers and magazines are probably going the way of the dodo a little bit, so that's yeah, yeah. too surprising. And audiobooks are still, you know, coming into the fore, but. I think that's pretty pretty substantial, nevertheless. Nonetheless, interesting. Okay, question for you: When was the last time you bought a magazine? Ah, uh, geez, it has been some time. So, yeah, I have listened to podcasts certainly more frequently oh. than I have purchased magazines. Was it a racy magazine? No, I don't think so. I think uh, my <laughs> purchase of those things probably. Probably drifted off a little bit around the advent of the internet. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Oh, how about a newspaper? Newspaper. I well. I, when was the last time you read a newspaper? Do we count like online? 
Or do you no, want me to no, be I'm talking about you had a bit of paper in your hand. I used to subscribe to a couple of newspapers that got delivered to the house. Oh, Protel. Um, and uh, I got well, the daily well, and I, sorry, I would have them delivered daily yeah. and then that moved to weekly. Were these uh, left-leaning papers like uh, Saturday Paper and uh, Schwartz Media Productions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but my, my budgets, I think, you know, decided, well, look, I'm getting what I need from the internet here. Again, I'll write that one off. The, by a uh, tablet, perhaps? Yeah, by yeah. a tablet. <laughs> Just let the algorithm take over what, what, <laughs> what kind of news I, I digest through news on Apple. It's funny, I walk around the streets of a suburb I live in most mornings and every once in a while I just get reminded I'll see a plastic wrapped like Saturday Herald. Just yep. think, oh God, jeez. <laughs> At least I know, I know boomers are living in there. Um, but definitely gone the way of the dodo. Yeah, that, like, that is really interesting. But back to PodPol23. Yeah. Bit of data they came up with that I really latched onto was that the heaviest users of podcasts are likely to be learners and sharers. What's a learner? a person who considers themselves eager for new knowledge and skills. So this kind of lines up with um, all the podcast charts I've been keeping an eye on around the world in recent times. Uh, there is a ton of self-help podcasts. A lot of them are like one person down the barrel, quite earnest and vulnerable conversations that people ha- are having with their audience. But if you just have a quick look, I'm in the UK charts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Growing Pains, which is pulling back the curtain on parenthood dilemmas. At number two, we've got Diary of a CEO, which is obviously a knowledge podcast with Steve Bartlett where he talks to people. On Purpose with Jay Shetty, I'd put that at number six. I'd put that in there as well. Uh, Modern Wisdom with Chris Williamson, which is uh, at number 11. Number 12 is The Rest is History which is a Gary Lineker Goal Hanger podcast. Discussed and no- last week. Number 13 is Calm for Beginners, which is a calm podcast. Number 14 is The Therapy Crouch, which is Peter Crouch mm-hmm. and his wife. I mean, that's the top 14. We've got six, seven podcasts in there, which would you put into the learning knowledge yeah, definitely. space? And that's, that's just a random looking at the podcast today. So, look, it's very, very popular space. This sort of adds up. Yeah. So they're saying 93% of learners are eager for new knowledge and skills and 88% sharers regularly share opinions with friends and family. And these are the people who are most likely to be the regular listener. I dare say, well, both of us probably, given that we're on a podcast, we probably come under the sharer category, but also the learner, I guess, is a bit, <laughs> a bit there. Yeah, yeah. And the navel-gazing, uh, yep. self-indulgent. Absolutely. Yeah, that flogged. sounds about right. That would be us as well. Um, <laughs> and we also fall into another one. Um, the fourth headliest user of podcasts is the earlier adopter. And we like to brag from that hill that we were in early. Absolutely. We'll call it. We were first-time users on a lot of things. So, Jules, you're a learner. I am indeed. What do you uh, what do you listen to that might make you smarter and more knowledgeable? Uh, I've got a bunch that I listen to. I think there's like all of these little like kind of quick short podcasts. I think are quite good. So there's a bunch that do this kind of thing, and they'll focus in on specific little you know topics for the day and and give you a little bit of a, a, bit, a bit of background on how these things work, right? So the one we, I've talked about recently was Quick Smart. Um, it's one that's come out not too long ago. It's on the ABC. I think is really good. Um, I always love the TED Talk Daily, all that sort of thing. So you can just find a bit of like random information there from people giving those speeches that you always see. Another one that's really cool, I think, is uh, called Patented. 
and it's the history of inventions. So, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, like, as in patents. Yeah, exactly right. So it goes into a bit of how each of those patents came about. You know, we were listening to one about chicken nuggets right the other day, and it's so uh, they're a bit more kind of random facts, but I think you know important information nonetheless, particularly if you consume the amount of chicken nuggets that I do. Is there a patent on chicken nuggets? Oh, there absolutely is. Oh, damn, <laughs> damn. Yeah, okay. so you're probably committing some sort of you know a crime right now. Damn. Okay, because that that's actually comes up. I just watched episode one of The Wire last night. Yeah, and Chicken Nuggets comes up as a conversation that the Michael B. Jordan character Wallace is having while sitting out, sort of slinging heroin out on a couch in the middle of a tenement. Yeah, it's, uh, and they're talking about oh, the guy who invented the chicken nugget must be so rich, and then. And, an elder character basically is dissing on him going you just know nothing about business you know there's no way he's probably working in the basement toiling away not getting anything for it no he made money him, great writing him burns, and huh? the inventor of the flaming hot cheetah also made a whole lot of bank there's well one no wonder Michael B. Jordan is so famous yeah, successful exactly right. the secret of his success another one I can recommend is Instant Genius so this is a BBC uh, slash science focused production yeah obviously recent things they're talking a lot about ChatGPT, the Electrome uh, big garden bird watch all of this are sort of like random stuff again it's just you know really good for you know, half an hour to 40 minutes if you just want to deep dive into something so this all sounds like good stuff for sort of dinner party conversation exactly yeah cool so stuff I go for just scrolling through my new episodes list it's the Joe Pomp show so Joe Pomp's a very smart writer about the business behind sports. So the current episode is why Saudi Arabia will invest billions into tennis. Yeah. So there's short dives. He does a almost daily newsletter, and then he probably does a podcast a few times a week, which is pretty cool. Um, something like the New York Times Daily is something that yeah. you're just smarter for listening when the subject matter interests me. I listen to it. Uh, Stratechery is one I've mentioned many, many, many times, and they also um, it's Ben Thompson. Um, basically a podcast version of his newsletter. So I, I sort of gravitate towards these newsletters that are podcasts or podcast versions of newsletters or podcasts adjacent to newsletters. Something like the Hoobman Lab, which is uh, an absolute juggernaut of a podcast. Example of uh, Dr. Alex Huberman's podcast this week is How to Enhance Performance and Learning by Applying a Growth Mindset. Mm. So that sort of stuff about that's so all that it's not bro science, but it's bro science adjacent again. It's sort of <laughs> no, but before. it's life hacking. It's yeah, okay. uh, bio hacking, life hacking. Yeah, it's a bit of that, but it just goes behind the science, like why you shouldn't drink. Like I drink less after listening to that podcast. Okay. Like oh yeah, right. That's actually scientifically what it's doing to my brain. Okay, cool. All right. Well, maybe I'll that one glass does make a difference. Okay, well, uh, I might just put my little can of whatever this is aside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your little uh, fella in your throat. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of different things. The Imperfects is something I find that I, I feel better for having listened to. The High Performance Podcast is another one as well. So, yeah, looking through this, um, I'm guilty of living in a similar space as you, my friend. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I balance it out with a whole bunch of sport and gossip stuff as well. So, you know, I'm keeping a very holistic view on the world. You're a well-rounded individual, Absolutely. My hey, okay, so Paul McCartney's got a new podcast based on his best-selling book, The Lyrics, and he's making it with Pushkin, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's company, and the iHeart podcast production team. It's going to arrive this summer on September 20th, and all ep- 12 eps will drop at once. Yeah, this is super cool. I mean, look, I think, again, we've probably talked about the Beatles in the past, massive fans over here. There are a bunch of Beatles podcasts out there, which are, you know, if you've got to scroll through them a little bit to find what's good, what's not. Um, but 
few actually have interviews and things like that. I mean, they're all sort of pulling from available content that's you know, in the public domain. This is actually done via conversations uh, that Paul Muldoon, uh, biographer, had with, with uh, Paul McCartney. So Paul Muldoon wrote the foreword to the book, best-selling book, The Lyrics, and helped him write it. It's Paul McCartney's lyrics from 1956 to the present. And Muldoon reckons when they listen back to the tapes they made when they were, I guess, record interviewing for the book, yeah. there was something special happening in those conversations. So he basically said it's sort of like Paul McCartney unfiltered, and that's led to this book. So each episode will have McCartney focusing on a single song from his career. Great. Right the way through. The Beatles, Wings, Solo Career. Tracks included in the first season of podcast include Eleanor Rigby, Let It Be, and Live and Let Die. God, there's a lot of stuff to choose from there. I mean, I don't know how they just bundle it up into 12. Hopefully you get, this gets a massive audience and, and people demand more and more and more because I could listen to this kind of thing all day. He, I mean, 12 episodes, he could probably do 10 seasons. Paul's 81, so get cracking, mate. Yep. Pushkin is seems to be all over this space. So Pushkin Productions, as we referenced before, is Malcolm Gladwell's podcast company. I listened to an audiobook they made called Miracle and Wonder. It's with Paul Simon and Bruce Headlam. So it's about Paul Simon. So Paul Simon's done a couple biographies. Mm-hmm. But what they did was this is about a five and a half hour audiobook. And this is a format I really was waiting for someone to do. Yeah. And so excited when it was there and it exceeded my expectations because I love Paul Simon. Basically, Bruce Headlam is a childhood friend of Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell grew up listening to Simon and Garfunkel, fell in love with Paul Simon. So both iconic New Yorkers. Yep. So Gladwell's followed Paul Simon right throughout his career, but he grew up listening to it with Bruce. Now, childhood friend, but also a musician. Basically, they've sat in the studio with Paul Simon, yeah, an acoustic guitar, and he strums out and talks about songs and bits that he's made, plays them. And then you've got... Gladwell, who's typically Gladwellian, talking about yeah. all the context and all the data around yep, this. But then Bruce is the conduit because he's getting – he was there when Gladwell first heard, say, a Simon and Garfunkel classic. And then he's also able to um, interrogate Paul Simon about his process in a way that Gladwell can't. Yeah, okay. It's sensational. Yeah, okay. And it's really soothing, relaxing. It's five and a half hours. It's an incredible format. So Pushkin's doing all these amazing things in terms of pushing the boundaries of podcasting and audiobooks. Yeah. And as we've discussed earlier, what's an audiobook? What's a podcast? How you pay for them? Yeah. Really? <laughs> that, is, that is the distinction. Yeah. Um, an audiobook, something you buy. A podcast, something has ads in it. Yeah, because I remember Gladwell did a, a well a bit of experimentation. He tried to push the whole audio book thing a bit further when he was releasing his own books, and I think this like was a precursor to Pushkin. But obviously, you know, they're trying to bring that through to anyone who's within that Pushkin label. So it's it's great. I mean, keep pushing it. Yep, keep pushing a Pushkin. So, do you reckon the McCartney uh, podcast will touch on the theory that McCartney's a replacement at all? Go on. The, well, there's a big uh, tinfoil hat theory that goes around that McCartney was actually replaced by a, another McCartney. I think it was around the 80s or so. What's the evidence? Because you're so shit since then? Look, I think they point to the potentially, I don't want to say deteriorating, but the song quality since the Beatles maybe has gone down a little bit. Um, although, you know, he has had some bangers of, of late that I have on my playlist quite regularly. But yeah, look, it's an internet theory for sure. I think if you want to deep dive into that one. Who's behind this? Yoko Ono? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) That's fascinating. I mean, that is the sort of legacy-wise the advantage of an early death. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> no, well, it is of 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 Lennon going and being incredible post Beatles, but then not having that uh, fallow period, perhaps that may come that comes with almost every yep, musician. Yep. If you catch that lightning in the bottle early on, and then you extend out the career, you know, James Dean never getting old, uh-huh, you know, that sort of it. stuff. Okay, well, we haven't talked about Spotify this week. Should we just have a quick little... Give them a little bit of love. Got to give them some love, seeing as they are the key sponsor of this podcast. Um, <laughs> still all waiting jokes for those so- checks. <laughs> oh, yeah, still waiting for those checks and revenue money. Uh, Spotify reportedly makes users' private playlists public. Now, why is this a problem? Well, it could be... This could turn into something because there was similar scuttlebug around this in March this year. Um, but basically, I mean, a lot of people who have these private playlists, um, which may indicate some yeah. different preferences you have uh, politically, uh, sexually, um, yeah, whatever mental illness, Absolutely. whatever it may be, um, these are all suddenly been made public, apparently. You know, I remember when I was younger and I would uh, make my little playlist or I'd listen to something on Spotify, there were definitely moments where I would go on to the private mode. Yeah, that could have been due to the the kind of songs that I was listening to, and maybe a bit of embarrassment about what they were, or you know, maybe it was something like this. If you if you you know, trying to look at podcasts and search information about certain things, or listen to music that does make those sort of suggestions, or you know, as we were talking about before, being the learners. I mean, I think you know, people use podcasts. Um, as a way to really discover a lot of information that, that might directly affect them and, and try and make sense of the of the world uh, through the lens that they see it. Having that sort of anonymity taken away from them and I, I, uh, can be probably pretty scary for a lot of people. And you think about any kind of data hacks that have happened in, you know, in Australia recently through Medibank and, and those sorts of institutions, what the hackers were threatening to do was take the information that they could get on you, your, your public health record and that sort of thing, and expose you. So, you know, things like abortions, whatever kind of things you'd had to do medically, that could become public knowledge and, and things that you might not want the world to know. Now, that's quite different to what you listen to on a podcast, but it's a similar sort of stream of thought, really. If you're trying to look at something and be able to learn about it or be able to get advice in a, in, a, in a place that's comfortable for you without having the outside world knowing what you're up to, then shit, like that's a horrible thing to suddenly have up there is like this is what I've been doing, listening to, reading, researching. Yep, and it dovetails with the top of the show when we were talking about the highest uses of podcasts are people learning and looking for knowledge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like having your search history out there to a degree. Yeah, look, I mean, these are one of these things that Products just have to be pretty careful about any data that they're collecting on people, anything that you know people are, are using it for, has the potential to become you know public. And so you know you got to be a bit careful when you're going out there. But also if if a, if a if a platform claims to do one thing or you know promote something as private, then they really should be able to back that up with the technology. Great points. All right. Well, on that somber note, uh, let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> And before we take off for the week, just big thanks, obviously, to Mandy for producing this podcast and Ruby over there on the socials. Please do follow us if you're interested in all things podcasting. It's on Instagram, behind underscore the underscore podcast. Uh, Check out the post that Ruby's putting up there. There's some really great information on a regular basis. And send us through anything you've been listening to that you reckon is worth a mention because we always appreciate that. (laughs) 